Welcome back to Springs of Life Camp, and thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. In today's episode, we sit down with Luke and Amy Moore, founders of Beautiful Beginnings, a local ministry partner with a huge vision to love on underserved families of newborns. A family with deep roots in summer Bible camping ministries, listen in as the Moors talk about their passion to lead people to the cross by meeting them right where they are. Luke, Amy, thank you again for joining us. Now, tell us, what is Beautiful Beginnings? How did it get started? Where did it come from? So, it started with an idea, um, just to help the community in some way, and I started to see a need for specifically like teen moms um, and so I just started collecting donations baby donations or baby necessities and uh, then it kind of grew from there I saw that there was you know a broader need for single parents in general and so I took it that level I wasn't really giving anything away for the teen mom so I took it to the next level then I met Amy and she kind of helped me get everything organized and structured and actually working on specific things instead of just posting once a month and <laughs> hoping for the best. So yeah, from there we got incorporated in March of last year, 2019. Um, in November we became a 501c3 and now we're serving five different counties. We're six different counties, five in North Carolina and then Patrick County in Virginia. And we're serving low-income and single-parent families of newborns. So why, why, why do you guys do this? Why? Um, well, there's a need, and I believe that part of exemplifying your faith is meeting needs. So ultimately, it's to serve Christ. I mean, we don't just serve these families. We're serving Christ. And uh, included in the box, one of the things that we do include is a Bible. And so we're trying to spread the word and it doesn't just stop with the families either because once we give it to either the mother or the parents if there's two involved then they can pass it on to their children so it's it's a generational thing it doesn't just stop with what we're doing and I think it's really important that they have access not just to physical resources but also to the spiritual resources mm -hmm. yes yeah. we don't want this to just be a handout we want it to be a building relationships yeah. um, we do try to get them connected with the church because I know that even, I mean, of course that meets their spiritual needs, but churches are great at finding the physical needs and meeting the physical needs. So that's a great way for them to get the continuing support. Normally, um, you know, we try to stay in contact with them up to providing them the basket, try to get their information and keeping in touch. And then after the basket, we'll contact them about a month-ish later. Um, and where they're at, how they're doing. Yeah, and then we'll contact them after their baby's due date because most of the mothers that we deal with are not yet had their baby. So we'll contact them after their baby's due date to see if they've had the baby, how the baby is, how the delivery went and everything. And then we'll contact them about six months in the future and then maybe even a year in the future. We haven't, of course, gotten to that point yet because we haven't been around for a year. But <laughs> we're wanting to stay in touch with them. We're wanting them to, uh, like Amy said, to build that relationship so that it's not just a one-time handout and then go away. <laughs> we want them to have that continued support. Well, it's pretty clear that relationships are your primary focus. You guys were both pretty involved in summer Bible camping ministries. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I've 
since I was four, my dad has been a pastor at High Point Baptist Church, and I don't know how long they've been involved with the camp. I'm wanting to say back in like the 80s even. I don't know how long the camp's been going, but I mean, we've been involved with it quite a bit. And um, so growing up, my brother and sister went to camp, and I was always the homebody. I didn't really care to go out and interact with people. <laughs> but eventually I did. I went to junior camp, I think two years, and then I went to the teen camp. Um, and that was uh, High Towers group. I don't, is there a name for that? Joys of Life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, that's how I started getting involved. And, and I just, I had fun. That's the probably the pivotal part of camp is just it's so much fun and there's so much to do and it's almost always outdoors because the dorms are so tiny and <laughs> um, but yeah I mean that's how I got involved and then I worked here for uh, I think it was just one summer and our church has also been involved in uh, when Josh and Elizabeth Newsom were here we would they actually attended our church regularly and so we we're really involved in doing like mission projects here. Um, I remember we came and we mowed and weed eated and we picked up sticks and all kinds of things like that. But um, so yeah, we, our church has always been pretty involved, and I mean you know that that's kind of tapered off in the last ten years or so. But um, yeah, that's how I got involved with the camp. So let's look at your camping experience as a whole. What was what was important about it? Yeah, it was fun. But what else kind of drew you back? I mean, because again, coming, I, were you a homebody growing up? Mm -hmm. Not as much as you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a camp in Wisconsin, uh, grew up going there. I attended every age group, and I mean, and then I've, I've worked for that camp, and then uh, I came to North Carolina seven years ago to work at Hickory Cove Bible Camp, um, was full-time summer staff there. My sister and her husband were directors, so camp has been a big thing for my life. Um, and of course, they were pivotal times for my faith. I grew um, with relationships that I made, um, and just all that I was taught. And just I don't know if it was just not the fun. I mean, it was, but the interaction, just being involved and being accepted, and having purpose through camp. Hmm. It was a learning experience too. I mean, when we were coming, the joys of life, um, one of the big things was scripture memorization and they really stressed that and so we'd have all these competitions about uh, who could learn, memorize the most scriptures in a week and I don't know what the high score was for that, but I just have this memory when you were talking, this room back here, you know, the old stadium chairs that were bolted to the floor. Uh, the second to last row was probably ripped up from the floor. I don't know if they were here when you got here. That was my fault. <laughs> we, uh, we used to meet in there for like small groups type things. And I think we were doing Bible trivia. And so when we knew the answer, you were supposed to stand up. And those of us that were really competitive, we like grabbed onto the chairs in front of us so that we could pull ourselves up. <laughs> and, yeah, I've always been a little bit of a, a hefty boy, <laughs> and I ripped those things right out of the floor. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's a good camp memory. 
Boy, is he telling your story. Yeah, he really is. Except he <laughs> was the front row kid. Because he knew he knew all the answers. So he always stayed on the front row so he could just have his... They had little flaggers or something. They had the Awana. Y'all did, did y'all do Awana? I no. did. Well, for a Bible quiz, for some of the ones here, they had like A, B, C, and D, multiple choice. And you would have to raise it up and they would count hmm. the A's and stuff. Anyways, that's fun. That's fun. I do remember this. <laughs> he was just, a Joys of Life week. I was. Too. I grew up in that week, too. Yeah. And as a in the fact, 80s. You've got some nieces or nephews that your dad's going to be bringing this summer, and your dad's talking about being a counselor this summer. Oh, yeah. In that I know week. he wanted to do it last year, but nobody nobody from our church came, so that's awesome. I'm glad he's going to get to do it. And when Nathan he, mentioned it to my sister, and she said if we ever helped out, she wanted to come up. <laughs> well, so we're super excited. She was looking at the website and got all excited, because they've been out of camp for a year. Oh. I think she's ready to get back into it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, so really the word, honestly, what keeps pulling out is, yeah, there was fun stuff, but the big thing is, is I, I just keep hearing relationship over and over and over, and the, the, the people that you're able to, I don't know, reinvest back into, mm-hmm. I think the overall word is discipleship in that. Um, so talk a little bit about maybe how those experiences, as you remember them, um, good, maybe the bad, the uncomfortable, whatever, awkward, whatever, how did those experiences kind of shape you as just an, an individual, not talking about beautiful beginnings, but how and who you are as a Christian. You want to go first? Hmm. I, I know that in my faith, again, it really, I need to prepare for this one. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it was stepping out of the box, stepping out of the comfort zone, what I knew, what I thought I knew anyway. And like I said, I was a homebody, so I didn't like to interact with people. <laughs> and coming to camp, that kind of, that got me out of that comfort zone. And ever since then, I haven't been able to avoid people. So <laughs> that's just, I think God really used that to um, just widen my horizons. I mean, show me that there's something more than the four walls of my church. And Show me that there are ministries out there that are doing good and that are connecting people. I mean, I know that you've said a lot about the alumni here and just where they're at now, and that's awesome. I mean, I never really even thought about it, especially not then. I never thought about where these people were going with their lives and what they were going to do to impact the world. I mean, this is... How many are y'all serving now? How many campers about a summer? Man, we're holding on right around 400. 400. I mean, that's 400 kids that's going to go out there. And if each one of them witnesses to, like, another kid, that's 800 kids that are impacted. And, I mean, that's just a phenomenal ministry, and that just keeps growing. And so, for me, it's and not just at the camp, but, well, everything, obviously, in my life. It's just been a starting point for where we're at now. And, I mean, I've talked to Amy a lot about, you know, what if one thing had changed in our life? Would we even have come together? So... I mean, I think it's... Trickles down. Yeah. It's made us who we are, like you said. I think, I guess where I was going was, it allowed me, when I was younger, to be able to grow in my faith with people my age and who were immature in their faith and learning and being able to ask questions and just see how it plays out and... um, yeah, just having other believers that I could relate to and have relationships with, and 
I mean, some of the strongest relationships I have now are from people that I've gone to camp with, and uh, you just can't trade that in for anything. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Why do you think that is? I mean, why do you think that you're still friends? Like, why do you think those are your closest relationships? Oh, because they're Christ-centered. <laughs> you can't keep that. That's funny. Yeah. Is, uh, my buddy and I, just a couple years ago, right before Amy and I started talking, we went on a road trip, and we went up north. We went to, where did we go? Did we go to Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Philadelphia. Line and New York City and Maine and Boston and a couple other places like that. And so there is um, the Wheelis family. I don't know if y'all knew them. Yeah, they live in Pennsylvania. And so we actually stayed with them while we were in. Um, and we hadn't, I hadn't spoken to them in probably five or six years or more even. And uh, my buddy, he had had a little bit more contact with them. So it's just funny that you know, we're on a road trip and we're just bunking with people that we knew in camp. <laughs> I experienced that in my own life, man, from Richmond, yeah. As a matter of fact, that's how I ended up in Winston-Salem. Mm. Homeless in Winston-Salem was because of camp people, man. <laughs> it's good times. That's awesome. All right, so now let's look at Beautiful Beginnings, all right? Let's look at our mission for Beautiful Beginnings, taking what, what essentially that we experienced growing up, how life is kind of created, uh, the, just the reciprocal relationships, Christ-centered relationships. How does that transpose, and how did it get you... In the same way that, that, that your camping experience shaped your life, how did that shape your vision and your passion for beautiful beginnings? My turn. Um, well, the relationships, I know we keep coming back to that, but seeing how important it is, like Amy said, to have those Christ-centered relationships. And even as a Christian, it's hard to find those. <laughs> it's so hard to find actual Christ-centered friendships. Outside camp. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so, like I said before, the the isolation. That's I mean, it's not just single mothers. It's prevalent in our society. We're all isolated, and you can attach that to whatever else you want to. But um, yeah, just connecting them with not just resources, but like I said before, the relationship and making it all about Christ and, and seed planting. If anything, I mean, if we're the only contact they have with genuine believers, um, I mean, the prayer requests have been the biggest thing. We've been able to pray with every couple or group or mother that we've met. Um, and so that's been big. What do you think that does for these mothers? Being able to pray with somebody or know that, that I'm asking you to pray, but but I, like, I know that you're going to pray if I... Like, what do you think that does for them? That they see that we're genuine, I would hope. Um, and that we do care and they aren't alone, even if it's just with us. That's awesome. All right, so we've talked a lot about like the resources, where we're going to get them, our plan of attack with going to meet with the churches and stuff. Uh, you just hit the nail on the head with, with our alumni. How big we are and now we're basically just now tapping into this ridiculous resource that as you said you, you can't just replicate these kind of things you know who in the world why would you just be in a random state and be able to connect with somebody from camp you know and it'd be totally cool you know not be eyeball and i believe that that's copy and paste that's the journey of the missionary 
mean, that just is what it is. And the, 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 the missions thing is not just standing in front of a pulpit somewhere and preaching God's word. It's as you said, getting out there, doing life, being genuine, and truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. So with that said, that's kind of our vision with connecting and doing what we're doing here today to talk about where life has brought you, where have you gone, where are you at, and how are you serving Jesus now? With that said, what do you have to say to other alumni who might be out there that may see this video uh, that, that have not heard of anything like this before, have not heard about what we're doing? What would you say to those people? About beautiful beginnings? About about being an alumni, being, about the okay. tool, the network, the whatever. Um, don't be afraid to tap into it. I mean, if you don't talk to people, you're not going to get the help that you need. And as ministry workers, as missionaries, as we've kind of sort of started thinking of ourselves as, um, you, you need that support, you need that network, and like we said, it's hard to find good, honest Christian people that will be there for you, so, I mean, I'm really thankful for you guys doing this, and I hope that we're able to connect with some of them, and they can encourage us, and we can encourage them. And it backs us up and encourages us that God's working, I mean, in ways we couldn't imagine or do on our own because <laughs> you can't just find this on your own. And he's connecting us with people we didn't expect and and it's all working together, it's all fitted. It's clearly him. Boom. Alright, and lastly, alright, you're talking to me. I am Springs of Life Camp Alumni. What can I do to help you? Be specific. What are some specifics that you need from me to help you see the next phase of your mission? Our greatest needs um, for Beautiful Beginnings um, is donations as far as steady financial income um, so that we can continue to grow this, continue to serve, um, and know that it's going to operate successfully. Um, but with that networking and connections, uh, because you know we can't just just ask for money. It may not come in the form of money. It may come in the form of volunteers and and resources that people have available, and just relationships for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say get connected with us because you know, we need that support. We need encouragement. And that isolation is not just in society. It's in ministry too. You can get really, you can get tunnel vision. You can focus in on what you're doing and kind of forget everything else. And we need people to, like Camp did for me, broaden our horizons, broaden our perspective, and keep us focused on what's really important. Thank you for joining us from Hotel Hill in Patrick Springs, Virginia. You can learn more about Beautiful Beginnings along with our other ministry partners at Alumni Central on springsoflifecamp.org. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our pages to stay in the know from camp. Springs of Life Camp's Outreach Ministries is made possible by monthly donations and from your purchase of Springs of Life Camp's Creekside Coffee, available online and from a Creekside Coffee cup bear near you. For general questions or comments and interests or suggestions for webcast interviews, please contact us at outreach at springsoflifecamp.org.